This is Alana Smith, and you're listening to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 85 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I'm joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That is Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. Maybe someday I'll be more together, stretched by fewer thoughts that leave me, chasing after my dreams disown me loaded with danger so maybe i'll win <laughs> he's a poet and he doesn't even know it folks ah uh, yeah, uh, what so, is that i have yeah, no idea i don't expect anybody out there to get that but here's an audio clue bob Very nice. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, nice. All right. And if you didn't get that, that's probably because you were born in the last 25 years. But that was Saved by Zero by none other than Bob. What, what's the band? I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing uh, a blank. Uh, that was a be, long time ago. That would that would be 1983. Yeah. The Fix. The Fix. Yeah. yeah. I, I can almost see the lead singer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Like if you go in and you you watch this video, oh my yeah. god, it is completely 1983. Yeah. It is. Um, right yeah. at the dawn of MTV. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Their their bigger hit was uh one thing leads to another oh yeah right yeah yeah that was uh that was a big hit for them um probably their biggest hit uh are we ourselves uh was another one um but anyway so so why am i why am i doing that well because today all of us captain america fans feel like we have been saved by zero (laughs) because we have captain america zero the long-awaited launch of the new ongoing Captain America series. Did I say series? Yes, I did. So that that was about five weeks ago. And we figured, hey, you've had the opportunity to buy the book by now. We're going to go ahead and review it panel by panel. So that's what we're doing today, Bob. That would be Captain America number zero. Excellent. Excellent. I know so, so many of us have been looking forward to this wondering question. I mean, almost as soon as the United States of Captain America was done uh, and volume nine was done, uh, people started clamoring like, what's, what's coming next? Remember when we interviewed Tom Bravort, you know, people were, were bugging us at that time, right? And he was real cagey about what was coming up next. Yes. Right. And so, and Alana Smith wasn't, uh, you know, saying anything. And so like, we didn't know, right? We're waiting and waiting. And then when the uh, solicitations came out, we're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Bob, because back when um, we talked with Tom Brevoort, that was episode 35. Uh, which came out, oh gosh, 
man, you believe this, Bob? It came out 11 months ago. Uh, yeah. Time flies. It does. Right? Yeah. And uh, so we've been without a ongoing Captain America series for quite some time. We've had a couple of miniseries to fill in. The, you know, you mentioned the, the United States of Captain America. Then we recently reviewed the Captain, Marin, Captain America Iron Man mm-hmm. uh, miniseries. And um, but yeah, but now we have our own. And so you mentioned an interesting name there, Bob, when we were talking to Tom Revoort in episode 35. Check it out if you haven't listened to it. An amazing conversation with uh, a high-ranking member of the Marvel um, Illuminati. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, what, what was his title? Like executive it's, VP of publishing? A, yeah, senior senior VP of publishing. I okay, think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he was also the longtime editor of Captain America. He made an announcement on our show. Like he, he was like, well, you know what? I, I can let this out of the bag. You know, this isn't, you know, everybody doesn't know this yet, but, and he announced he was leaving Captain America editing the series and Alana Smith was going to be taking over as the, the new editor, not only of the Captain America book, but also of the uh, Avengers, you know, group of books. Uh, and this, she had been a longtime assistant editor and this was going to be her first time editing. And Wow. We had all kinds of uh, ideas in our head, like, what is she going to do? Is she, you know, what kind of creative team is she going to bring in? Uh, are we going to go old school and bring somebody back, like a Mark Wade, who, by the way, in episode 78, told us under no circumstances would he ever come back to Captain America. Um, if you haven't heard that conversation, check that out, episode 78. But um, we had all these different questions. And, um, Bob, you know what? I'm excited to announce. We are going to be able to ask those questions to her next episode. That is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. come back ep- next episode 86 and our guest will be Captain America editor Alana Smith. And if you are a patron of the Captain America comic book fans podcast and Facebook group, um, you would have already known this because we sent you an email and, and, and you were uh, soliciting your questions to us. Um, and maybe we'll include those questions when we have our chat with Alana. Absolutely. As I tell my students all the time at the university, it pays to patronize me. <laughs> just ask, just ask your wife, right? <laughs> So, um, and I know some of you may ask, okay, well, how, how does one become a patron of the, the podcast and the Facebook group? It's real simple. Just go to our website, CaptainAmericaComicBookFans.com. Uh, and there's a, a link on there um, where you, it tells you all about uh, the different premiums that you get when you become a patron. Uh, not only can you um, submit questions for our guests and know ahead of time who they are, but you also get cool stuff like our what would cap do challenge coin uh, and other things there too. So you can check that out. There's also a link in the podcast you're listening now. So in the show notes, just go there and it says, if um, you want to donate or become a patron, you can click on that link too. We make it real easy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't want any speed bumps folks. That's true. So how, so Bob, how you been doing this week? Well, Rick, I gotta tell you, I, uh, I don't know if you've ever had this, but, like I have a really sore coccyx 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. You were talking to the right man. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. I I wish I didn't know what that meant so we could have a lot of fun <laughs> with what you just said. Because <laughs> I, I, I think there'd be a lot of listeners right now going, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what did Bob just say? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I was just, I got really busy this weekend, and... Uh, and <laughs> oh, the, you got really is, busy with the is, toxics? This is, this is the result, you know? So, yeah. What do you want to know about my coccyx? <laughs> Apparently, you got busy with it. Yeah, so... Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the tailbone, Rick. Yes, I know. Right. So I was, uh, I was trying to like, after a very, very long hiatus, you know, I thought, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to. Hiatus? What did you say? Hiatus. Yeah. Oh, hiatus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I went into the, uh, the gym, uh, AKA my garage and uh you know pulled all the stuff off the uh the bench press and i thought i'm gonna do some i'm gonna do a little bench press and i think i just pushed my butt into this the whatever the hell that thing the seat or whatever it's called the bench uh a little too hard i think i bruised my coccyx ouch now first of all i think you're doing it wrong uh if you are sitting while doing bench presses because then that's no longer a chest press that's a yeah that's well, I mean, I was, head. I was laying, it was an incline, uh, incline press. And I think I was just like, you know, pushing with my, you know, pushing my abdomen, uh, my, my butt into the, you know, the, the, the bench as I was pressing up, um, to get uh-huh. more level. Anyway, it didn't bother me the first day, but like yesterday I was like, that's a little uncomfortable. And then today I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Does it feel like a sharp needle? Yeah, it feels like a sharp needle, and I'm yeah. like sitting on a cushion, man. Yeah. Oh boy, I you know I gotta tell you, I am very very sorry to hear that for you. It is not a pleasant thing. It sounds like though what you did is very very minor. Um, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be uh, a long term chronic type of thing. No, I think it's just a bruise. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let me, but yeah, you, uh, you, uh, you have some experience in the area of coccyxes, cocci. Uh, <laughs> you could say that. Um, so, so back in my, in my youth, I, and uh, in, in, in I want to say the uh, early to mid twenties, uh, I was living in Atlanta, and I was going out with some coworkers for a, a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And this was in downtown Buckhead. Uh, and so we're talking, this is the nineties. So it was a thriving um, kind of a bar hopping area yeah. part of Atlanta. Yeah. And so I went with, uh, with these guys and, and I wasn't particularly real friendly with the, the bachelor, but you know, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, you know, with a bunch of guys and right. have a good time. Yeah. Well, he got a little too much to drink. Oh. Okay. Now, listen, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. Okay. Um, but you know, and, and this guy was probably just a little shorter than me, but he was, he was solid built. Like he was, he was a strong guy and he had a little chip on his shoulder and uh anyway so i'm we're 
I'm, I'm with the guys and like, he's missing. I'm like, where, where, you know, where'd you go? Like that movie. Yeah. So I, uh, I somehow make my way, you know, I'm I'm like, well, maybe he's in the bathroom. Right. So I'm concerned. I'm the sober guy. Right. I, um, I go out and, uh, down the, down the, the hall towards the, the bathrooms. And, and I, I see there's a, you know, um, an emergency exit door that's open. Oh, well, I'm, and I hear some noise out there. Peaks my curiosity. Mm, So I go uh, out and it leads to the back alley behind this, this bar. Now it's, it's in the middle of the night. It's in the middle of the winter. And we just so happened in Atlanta, we had some, some like ice, like an iced over, like Atlanta doesn't get a lot of snow but it will get ice. And I see, I see, um, the bachelor, uh, with this going up against this guy twice his size, right. In the back alley. And they're, they're about to brawl Mm. and, and, and the bachelor, he's, he's a little bit of a, um, like I said, he's got a chip on his shoulder, but the, the big guy is trying to, he's holding with restraint. Okay. Uh, and so I go out there and I, I see that the, uh, this guy, he punches the big guy and, and the big guy is about to go off on him. And I'm like, well, I got to go out there and, and protect yeah. the, the bachelor. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm like all of a sudden, Mr. You know, yeah. hero. Right. So I go out there and I grab him from behind and you know, you get behind somebody and you grab, you grab one arm and then you grab the other arm and you're wrapping your arms around them. So Uh, their their shoulders are pinned back and they they can't move. Yeah. So I do that. I'm like, calm down. Got to take it easy. You know, let's just catch a breath. Well, he doesn't like that. Mm. He pushes up against me. Yeah. Which I then my back goes up against the uh the brown metal dumpster uh, of course there's always a brown metal dumpster in that alley exactly yeah now there's ice did i mention there's ice you mentioned and, ice. and and my feet go out from underneath me yeah. and i land directly on my tailbone oh on the solid ice oh yeah so it wasn't some cushy uh, bench press, my friend. Oh, right, no, no, right. this yeah. was a yeah. a huge. You know, we're talking land smack down on my coccyx. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I could do this all day. Uh, exactly. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> time out. Time out. <laughs> so, um, I tell you all this uh-huh. to let you know how badly I damaged my tailbone. Wow. And it was really painful, really yeah. painful. So I didn't get a cushion. No, I got a donut. Oh, you got a donut. Not the good kind. No, no. Uh, not a, I not did not. No, yeah. no, no. Not the Homer yeah, Simpson. A, a, a donut no. laced with opium. No, no. Yeah. This was a donut cushion. Oh, my. So that when you sat, that your tailbone had zero pressure on it. Because yeah. I couldn't tolerate any pressure. Yeah. This was something that stayed in my car. I had one for the dinner table at home. <laughs> I had one for my my seat in my my office and my desk at work. Uh, 
I used to take it with me. And this is back, you know, when my, my was married. Um, oh, thank God you were married. I know. Oh, yeah. can we talk about this? Listen, and I'm in my mid twenties, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, right. I'm like my early mid twenties. This isn't, this isn't like I'm an old man, right? Yeah. I would carry this thing around with me to restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> to movie theaters. Yeah. Because that's how bad it hurt. Yeah, and you know everybody's saying like, oh boy, he thought I've had hemorrhoids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so she's probably like, oh, "What's your no joke, folks?" Yeah, well, I wouldn't know, but anyway. So, but I used to, I used to have this thing like, and I would bend it in such a way underneath my arm and kind of oh. tuck it underneath my arm, and then especially when it's cold, I'd had it underneath my jacket. Yeah. you know what I mean. So then I'd get out into the movie theater and I'd like, like plop it out, <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> and I, I would sit on it. Oh man! Did you, I did you have you. did you have like different colors to like match your outfit? Uh, no, I did have no. a dark blue one, which That's was my nice. traveling one because it was less <laughs> conspicuous. The white one I I kept at home, but uh, it's my cop six cushion. Do you know how many? Do you know how long I had to do this, Bob? But how long did that go on for? How long would you think would be too long? I would think any longer than a couple of weeks would be too long for yeah, your cop six like, cushion. This was like four or five years. Uh, oh my god <laughs> i know oh my gosh it's nothing to laugh at no it because there's nothing you can do thank there's god no... we got rid of that tail I, I know yeah you know yeah so that's uh that's wow. my coccyx story yeah well all right you win <laughs> <laughs> oh, always has to outdo me folks i don't know what it is but <laughs> I didn't even know what a coccyx was until Rick told me. So we all learned something today, people. Yeah, there you go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's dive in. <laughs> I agree, Bob. We should probably dive in, right? We've been itching to get to this book. Uh, it's been out for five weeks. We've been itching to get to it for over a year. Um, so let's talk about it, right? Let's talk about Captain America Zero. Um, by the way, uh, you said before volume 10. I've always thought it was volume 10 as well, like when the next series comes out. Yeah. But there's a little disagreement. Like I've seen in some places it's listed as volume 10 and some places it's listed as volume nine. Um, hmm. But I'm going to go with volume 10. I'm going to go yeah. with that. Um, but so I was doing some research, Bob, because that's what I do before our shows. Yeah. And I, uh, I looked up, you know, there are no Captain America zeros. This is the first one. You don't say. I just did. 
Oh, yes, he did. That was you. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you would think here we are in the year 2022 that, you know, somewhere over the last 30, 40 years, there would have been a zero issue for Captain America. Yeah. I can't find any in the research that I've done. Um, I don't know if our listeners want to chime in on the Facebook group and let me know if I stand corrected. But, you know, do you remember when the, the zero craze came out? Um, I do remember back around, I mean, I have a few of them that came out in like 2011 ish, 2012, but I, I don't know if there was a craze before that. Yeah, yeah, there was. <laughs> um, I want to say it was in the 90s. Uh, DC Comics really, uh, really kind of launched this. They yeah. had something, they had something called uh, Zero Hour, and it was like a mini series uh-huh. that came out. And I think what happened was like every issue or I'm sorry, every series in um, at the end of this miniseries or during the miniseries um, ended up with having a, you know, a zero. Uh-huh. It was, um, it was uh, early to mid nineties, I want to say. Huh. And the zero issue was kind of like an origin issue is how they kind of, how, yeah. you know, they did it. So I remember that being a big craze i remember Uh, when that when new 52 started dc they all had zeros yes yes they did Mm -hmm. um but you know what gosh now that i think about it uh before that uh you remember remember valiant Mm -hmm. yeah when valiant kicked off they had they had zeros huh and that was in the early 90s, like I want to say 91, 92. So anyway, zero issues have been around for at least 30 years. And this is the very first Captain America Zero that I'm aware of. Yeah, I, 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 now that you mention it, I, I, can't, uh, I can't think of any other one um, that I come across. So yeah, crazy. So here's one of my questions for Alana. Why did they do a one-shot kicking i mean i i i listen as a marketing guy i get why they did a one shot to kick off the two series and the, and the stories this is just this, this is a standalone story which is nice right it doesn't like to be continued in the ongoing series you must pick up the ongoing series no you could just read this one issue and and have a good complete story there's some teasers at the end we'll get to them um but yeah i'm curious as to why they went with a zero as opposed to just a just a one shot, yeah. Um, you know, because zero typically signifies an origin of some sort, mm-hmm. something that's has to do with their early days. At least my memory of the DC books, the Valiant books, um, in in some cases Marvel books. Hmm. All right. So the solicitation for this book uh, was in the Marvel previews catalog and said, when Arnim Zola launches a catastrophic attack on New York city, he meets his match in Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers in the explosive battle that follows two captain America's prove better than one. And Sam and Steve decide they might just keep a good thing going. And then it gets, um, I apologize if I am not saying the writer's name correctly, uh, but it's Tochi Anyabuchi, uh, who was the writer of Black Panther Legends. 
Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, uh, the writers for Kang the Conqueror, and then artist Matea de Luis, um, and she, is it she, Matea? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think Mateo would be the okay. masculine, but I'm not sure. Uh, the mighty, is the artist for the Mighty Valkyries, Invisible Woman, kick off an incredible new Captain America saga. You won't want to miss what comes next. And uh, they really promoted this. Um, you know, uh, if you remember, like when they announced it, there was like a like a like a video, like a little trailer, you know, that took like excerpts of the of the of the issue and and put it in there um, to really kind of uh, push it. So. Um, this was a, a big deal, you know, um, they had, uh, Alex Ross do the two main covers. So there, there's this, um, beautiful, as, as you know, from Alex Ross, you expect no less, but beautiful, uh, cover of Steve Rogers as Captain America, um, kneeling, um, and he, having his shield above his head and he's grimacing as like this, fireball comes down on a shield and sparks are flying everywhere. It's really cool. And then the Sam Wilson uh, one is, you know, him and his Captain America garb flying high in, in, in the nighttime uh, over uh, a river above a bridge. Um, and you've got red wing in the background and, and there's people firing from, uh, from down below up, you know, and um, it's a real, two really cool covers. Yeah, these are uh, you know fan favorites, right? I mean, when when they when they first announced these uh, and they had the previews of the covers, I mean, folks were already going apostatic over it and uh, wanting wanting all the variants because they're they're so stunning, visually stunning. Yes. Um, so the as I mentioned, who the writers were and the penciler, um, uh, Matea is actually was also in this book, the inker and the colorist. Yeah, turns out it is a male. Oh, okay. Apologies, Matea. Sorry about uh, that. Um, and then the letterer is Joe Caramanga. And editor is Caitlin Lidvet, Alana Smith, and Tom Brevoort. And we open up to a splash page. Uh, so there's no, there's no title. There's no credits. We just get right into the story. And there is Arnim Zola standing in the middle of a city uh, over looks like either injured or encountering uh, people. Uh, and there's multiple versions of him, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's AI. He can be in many places at once. And in the background, Bob, it's really cool. Uh, there is a, a very tall skyscraper that is breaking apart and in and you could see coming out of it is this giant rocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that rocket's got to be you know thirty stories high, and it's Zola purple, which is a nice touch. Is it purple or is it pink, Bob? <laughs> um, I think it's purple, but you know, reasonable people can differ. And we've already established that uh, <laughs> your, your, your color is a little bit off, uh, yeah, yeah. right? according to your wife. Yeah. <clears throat> Wretched inhabitants of New York City, too long have you suffered under the binding yoke of human civilization. And so I, Arnim Zola, the biofanatic, have designed for you an exit strategy. 
Behold the Zolozoic rocket. See as it sheds its capitalist facade and ascends to the heavens. There, the sun's rays shall activate my hyper-evolution compound, evolving your frail human bodies into a world of perfected Zolosauruses. Zolosauruses? <laughs> That's a mouthful. Ah. And all I had to do was hide my face and my name behind shell companies. I have ended your world, your squalid Americans, and I have done it without breaking any of your childish laws. None remain who would even deign to defend the sanctity of your disgusting America. Now it is the time for the United States of Z Oh, come the bleep on. Looks like Zola just <laughs> noticed what was coming his way. And oh, Bob, man, yeah. when you turn the page, you turn the page, there is a double page splash of Captain America and Captain America coming down from the heavens in the blue sky with white puffy clouds and the sun a little bit behind them. And they're throwing shields both at Arnim Zola. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I know this book came out five weeks ago. It's probably still in the stands at your local comic shop. Um, by no means uh, have this episode replace getting the book. Because we can't do the images justice. Oh, gosh. Uh, no. yeah. yeah. This is just beautiful, beautiful yeah. work. The art in this book is amazing. Absolutely. And then uh, these shields are bouncing around, taking out the various Zolas, and they're making a sound, Bob. They are. Cling, 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 cling. Ever get tired of that sound, Steve? Absolutely not, Sam. Let freedom ring. Damn right. Nice shield, by the way. And he's holding Sam's shield, which is a different color, Bob. It is. Yeah. It's uh, what it's got a blue outer ring and then a white middle ring like like Steve's. Right. But then a and a red center ring. But the star is different. Um, how would you describe that star? Yeah, it's it almost replicate uh, replicates. OK, so the, the the two points on the left and the right, um, whereas Steve's star, they go straight across. Mm -hmm. Th this comes down in an angle and it almost replicates um, like the, the the beak mask that the falcon has worn. Yeah, that's true. It does. Yeah. And uh, and then the, the the other three points, the two at the bottom and the top, um, almost almost replicate the Star Trek symbol. They do. Yeah, they do. And the right. points, the points of the star extend to outside the, the blue ring. circle. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's Cap's shield, which is your traditional shield, except it has the one thing going for it that I just don't like, Bob. What's that? I wish, I wish they wouldn't do it. It's got the star in the middle with the lines on it. That is totally an MCU star, mm. right? Mm. Like I've noticed ever since MCU Captain America came out, they changed the comic version to kind of fit that. Yeah. Um, and they've also done that with the with his costume. Um, although now it's it's really kind of more towards the traditional look with the chain mail um, and, you know, 
uh, and the, and the, the wings, you right. know, yeah. the traditional wings on his head and the, and the, um, the buccaneer boots. The only thing I will say though, I don't like about this version of Cap's costume is the thin red stripes around his middle torso. Mm. I like the, the wider red stripes where you only get like three, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or as opposed to here, you get like eight skinny red ones, which yeah. is more of the seventies look. Yeah. I think it's more, you know, it gives you a more thinning look, I guess. Yeah. Which, you know, as you're getting older, that's nice. Mm. And I often thought that when they went to the, the three stripes, the wider stripes, it was just the artist being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to have to draw eight stripes every single time. <laughs> so Cap says, as he's holding Sam's shield, to Sam, who's holding Steve's shield, Nice shield, by the way. Thanks. You too, obviously. She's got some years on her, but everyone loves a classic. Speaking of classic, your old friend with the TV face is about to rip a hole in New York City. Let's make sure the intersection is the only thing Zola destroys today. You go high, I go low. See you on the other side, Cap. You know it, Cap. And then they give a... uh, a bro, it's a bro shake, yeah, a bro shake, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, looks a little bit like uh, was it uh, Sylvester Stallone and oh yeah, uh, so, Apollo uh, Creed, Wesley yeah. Snipes, Wesley no. Snipes, right? Then two what? of them did it. What are you talking about? When they were in a movie together, I was thinking Sylvester Stallone Apo- and Apollo Creed. Yeah, it was it wasn't Wesley Snipes? So right? no, but Wesley yeah. Snipes and him weren't in a movie together, and, and I I could have sworn they did it. They, they might have, may have. But, Is that yeah. Demolition Man? Could be Demolition Man. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, I love this this panel. I, you know, I'd love to have this on my wall. All right, Bob. Maybe, maybe for Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. And then, uh, I, I'm going to say Falcon, but Sam flies off uh, towards the the rocket, which is now. Um, you know, the, the building is now demolished and, and it's just a big pink rocket uh, there. Why are you looking at me like that, Bob? <laughs> you say so, Rick. It's got some, uh, some rings around the base it of does. it, Bob. Yeah, the white rings, yeah. Yeah, and, and around the tip. Yeah, it's very suggestive, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like if they could have picked any other color. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and mm. um, so Steve says, "Rocket's no good without engines. Let's see what we can do about those." And then he he hops at the base where the uh, the rocket boosters are, and he's there with his his shield, which makes a loud. No, you're clang. Uh, I was, I, was, I was mesmerized, Rick, because I know I'm thinking like how this book is going to be uh, embraced. And I'm like, you know, some folks are just not going to like those pouches. <laughs> right. He's wearing pouches. That's fine. I like I dig the pouches. I like yeah. pouches. Yeah. Okay. Gum. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Um, next page. Uh, there's a big explosion. <laughs> and Steve looks down. He says, rockets. I don't hate a lot of things in this world, but I sure do hate rockets. Why do you think he hates rockets, Bob? Yeah, I, I wonder. Yeah, he, he, he should be over that by now, right? I mean, that was all a mistake. Yeah, you know, falling off a rocket. 
Bucky dying, mm -hmm. getting frozen. Did you think this would be that easy, Herr Rogers? And then there's a, a laser fired at him. <laughs> and then there's a, uh, a different version of Zola um, that is got this big tube coming out of the ceiling and it goes into the back of Zola's head. So he's kind of like being lowered down and he's got these uh, really warped looking arms and hands, you know, with a laser and a claw. Cap looks up at him and says, Nozel. And, and oh, let me back up because I think this all should go go together. Mm. Did you think this would be that easy, Herr Rogers? No, Zola. I know it will be. Oh, little bravado. And then back. next page, we got Sam flying up to the top of the of the uh, the rocket. All right. We got a rocket. Rockets got a payload. Payload hits the sun. The hyper thing goes boom. Hyper things go boom. We all turn into dinosaurs. Disable the payload. No dinosaurs. And he's flying through um, all of these various uh, drones, and, he, and they're all exploding as he goes past them. Hey, Steve, I think I've got a read on. Steve? Steve? Samuel Thomas Wilson, did you really think I would let you and Herr Rogers exchange pleasantries at my expense over that puny comms network? The last laugh will belong to. And while he's talking to Sam, he's also talking to Steve. We get to the next page. Arnim Zola, savior of the dying world. Why did you insist at once again standing in my way? The world only... And there's this really cool panel of Cap with his shield up and, and these sparks flying off of it. This world only needs one thing from you, Zola, to leave you behind. And he demolishes one of them. Okay, so much for cutting the engines. Can't have this falling on the city. Guess we're going to go for control. And he scoots into this, um, looks like, a, like, I don't know, some sort of, new opening that he created to get to the next level. Next page. And it's a double page splash um, with some panels as well. And now it's another incredibly odd looking Zola. Bob, come on, help, help, help me describe this one. Yeah. It's like a, he's like a, a, a reared up millipede or something, right? He's got like a caterpillar body with segments. Mm -hmm. with all these like Doc Ock arms coming out of them with pinchers on them, right? These, mm -hmm. these pinchers. And, uh, and I love the, uh, he, and of course, he's got his, his television monitor face mm -hmm. uh, where the head of the, the, the millipede would be. And he's got these long tube-like arms that are, uh, have hands at him. And it looks like he's like, like doing the villain, you know how the villain just sort of rubs his hands over each other, you know, like ah ha ha, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> He's yes. got that whole thing going on. Doctor Evil. Yes, control. You've become so used to it, haven't you, Captain? It takes a bold visionary to break it, to do what must be done for the true liberation of this world. This world doesn't belong to you, Zola. No, it belongs to them. 
But I, Zola, the Sentinels of Liberty, strike back against this terrible destiny. Now we shall write a new thesis, not one of humanity's survival, but of our evolution. And what makes you think this will be the one time I don't stop you? Because you are trapped in a rocket that is going to explode. Not my first time. And, and man, I got to give it to this artist, right? Because while Zola is saying, because you're trapped in a rocket that's going to explode, we have the right side uh, of, of Zola's face uh, focused on his eye. And then Cap saying, not my first time, focused on the left side and his eye. So they're put them together to, to make one face. But the determination and, and Steve's face is just, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's masterful. Really is. Then we cut to the outside, and we have Sam. Knock, knock. Name's Captain America, by the way. Fire! Captain America? What America? The same America that will be underwater in less than two decades? The same America ravaged by fires you, your kind are too petty to address? The same America that would rather jail its own than come to terms with its environment? That would raise forests to build prisons? That America? And the whole time, Sam's fighting through being fired on, and he's using his shield, and he's flying, and he's trying to uh, also get through it. And um, he takes out uh, a bunch of drones and a bunch of uh, explosions that make a noise. No, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know. Uh, I don't know what that says. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I'm sorry. I think it's. I think it's. Catch a doom, Something. Like that. Uh, and then Sam lands on the side of the rocket, and he's holding on. Yup, that America. <laughs> So then we cut to Steve. Can you feel it, Captain Rogers? The burning in your lungs, the tearing of your muscles, the creaking in your bones. A traditional booster would only force you through three times the strength of gravity. But this rocket is equipped with anti-gravity boosters capable of pushing upwards of seven Gs. A normal man would be dead by the minute they fired. But you, Herr Rogers, you are a gift to me. For I can watch you die slowly. And he looks down on Steve. So tell me, Captain, in this last moment, after all these years of enduring your absurd optimism, do you finally see the truth? We cut to the next page. And we see a close-up of Steve's face. But on the center of the face is a white star representing, I suppose, the star on his chest, the star on his shield. And we see a picture of Sharon Carter. Do you see how controlled you are by the military that built you from your head to your heart? And then we see in, in the other point of the star, we see Bucky as Winter Soldier. How the only ones who truly believe as you do are other fossils of a more ignorant time. And then the other point to the right, we see a young Peggy Carter from World War II. Do you hear now the lies you were fed by those you trusted? 
even in your glory days. And then the bottom two points. Uh, who, who's that, Bob? Hey, there are, there's the Captain America of the rails and the others, right, that we saw in the United States of Captain America. Yep. Yep. There's um, five different ones there. Do you see how America has left you behind? All I see, Zola, is another madman who hasn't learned what happens to tyrants. And he throws his shield with this huge velocity in this, in this three-quarter page splash. Again, another beautiful image. Just stunning. Stunning. Next page, we see the shield go through the contraption and sparks flying everywhere. I mean, the fact that this artist, Mateusz, had penciled it, inked it, and colored it, I think has a lot to do with the beauty of it. Like, mm -hmm. was able to um, make these sparks fly on his pages. You admire Hitler, Zola? Go meet him. And his shield um, just goes into, I think, where Zola was. Mm -hmm. I think that was his face. Next, next page is a, a big splash page of the rocket. And then again, Sam on the outside. You'll never understand what drives a person to pick up the shield, knowing you'll be hated for it that you'll get knocked down and not get back up that the very people you're sworn to protect will see it and call you their enemy. That's a special kind of fool picks this thing up after everything it's been through after everything he's been through. Same kind of fool who tried busting into a rocket as it's getting ready to leave the second layer of earth's atmosphere and kill him. Things burning quick need a way in. And so he does. He, he rips his way in. And there's a big explosion behind him. Just in time. Any longer on that thing? And I would have been a five-bird roast. Ugh. I guess that's what I get for speechifying. And then the next page is a big splash. And it's, and it's Sam kind of floating. Um, and... I don't know what a hundred drones around him. Oh, at least yeah, hundreds. Yeah, and uh, and they all have these laser pointers all over his body. I'd be very disappointed if you suddenly became tired, Captain America. Surely you have more fight in you. Such drive, such strength, such hubris. All that running, all that flight. Your people must be tired, Captain America. You cannot outlast Arnim Zola. My consciousness is internal. My hunger is beyond human comprehension. And my genius will transform your world. Running from whips. Running from chains. Running from agents of the state. Running from each other. Running from America. You are nothing in the scheme of the world. You will wither and die just as your beloved ideal of a country shall fade into the dust storm of history. You're serving a country that has so rarely served you. Don't you see the folly saving America from itself? And the whole time it flips back and forth between Sam fighting through and Steve fighting through. You are just one man. What can one man do? but die. 
Steve says, and he smiles. That's just it, Zola. I'm not one man. Let me cut to the next page. Big splash page. And it's Steve and Sam using their shields to bash in what might be the central AI. Mm -hmm. And they say in unison, I'm Captain America. And Steve and Sam look at each other and smile. The alley-oop and the dunk. The boosters seem to have cut, but it's still heavy in here. Only reason I'm standing is the flight hours I've logged. During his speech, Zola mentions anything about turning this thing around? No, he didn't get to that part. There has to be a way to disable the controls, alter its flight pattern, steer it to safety. And Steve's trying to like look at the control panels to figure it out. But Sam just takes his shield and not, you know, destroys it and says, no time. But I made a hole in the ceiling. Good. Been on my feet all day. Next page, double, uh, it's, a, it's a splash, half and half. And we see Sam holding Steve as he's flying away from the, the rocket that that's, seems to be exploding. You know, that, you know that scene, Bob, you know, in the movies where the, the cliche scene where they're walking away from the explosion? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what Got they're doing. Field. Yeah. Not looking back. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're flying away. Awkward question. Shoot. You're going to be astonishing Captain America, or is that going to be me? Really, Sam? Now? If you want my opinion, I think uncanny Captain America suits you. Not spectacular Captain America? I mean, sure, but I think you could really pull off uncanny. Why don't you take uncanny? I'm just saying that, and all of a sudden, from the explosion, there's a big electrical shockwave that hits Sam and knocks out his wings. Sam, look out. And he, at this point, Cap grabs Sam and helps him onto his shield. So they're now both standing on their she- his shield as they're plummeting. I guess Cap maybe has his, you know, boots in the, in the strap or something, his feet, you know, to keep it steady. Mm-hmm. But it's basically they're, they're flying down on the shield. Hold tight. Rough landing coming up. When you're riding the shield like a wakeboard, that's the only kind. And they land in the New York Harbor, the big splash. And we cut to next panel. And the two of them are floating on their backs. And uh, they're smiling. Got their arms stretched out as they're, as they're floating. How about this? No adjectives. We're both just Captain America. I could get behind that. Yeah. That could work. And then they fist bump. And in the background of the fist bump, we see the Statue of Liberty. How, how poetic is that? Yeah, fist bump. Oh, I love it. I love it. The bro shake, the fist bump. These guys love each other. So next page, we have a, a one page devoted to kind of a sneak peek of uh, Sam's story and one, one sneak peek of 
Steve's story. And there's a, uh, they're in Harlem. This is later. And do we see a, a crowd gathered around the Apollo and at the top of the, the building standing outside, looks like Captain America, Sam Wilson. And there's a, a man standing there. Um, white guy, I don't know, middle age, maybe a little older. Um, well-dressed, wearing a suit, uh, has a sash over him. And uh, he's got a, a, a mustache. He says, a shame, Sam Wilson. You would have made a great Wakandian, perhaps a better leader than my brother. Instead, they will tear you to pieces. But who knows? Maybe you win, and maybe Wakanda falls forever. And so, the starting gun has fired. Next page. And we see a focus on Cap's shield, that star, that slowly transforms into the red star on Winter Soldier's shoulder. A sacrifice to bless the new contest. Welcome, my closest friends and dearest enemies, to the Century Game. The rules are simple. We know them. We live them. Are you prepared to begin? Yes, they all answer. Your star points await. Some old, some new. Your moves, as ever, are at your discretion. The world is ours. To build, to break, to burn. Let a new day dawn. And the star ends with, it appears to be on the back of Cap's shield as he's walking in, in a park. To be continued. And then the next few pages are um, basically, a, you know, just a sneak peek and, and um, plug for the, new, the two new series. It says, Sam Wilson's adventures continue in Captain America, Symbol of Truth. And that Captain America logo is the same as the one on the cover where it has red, white, and blue, but it does not have the stars on the side. And then the next two pages are the Captain America Central Liberty, which is Steve Rogers' adventures continue. Um, that logo is a little different. It does have the stars on the side, um, and it gets into that. And then finally, the last page is, um, is the credits. What was the title to this particular issue? future proof so um so there you have it that was captain america zero bob thoughts yeah i i you know i know you know some parts are uh <sighs> what's the word i'm looking for i know there's going to be a lot of gnashing of teeth over you know some of zola's statements but i think yeah, which statements a, which statements bob? you know about america right about the problems with America and America's decline. And, um, but, you know, I, I think this is a great story and Zola is a bio fanatic. What more do you want from him? That's what you come to expect, you know? And, um, but I think the writing was, the writing's punchy. There's that relationship between Sam and Steve really comes out, you know, their, their love, their respect, the fact that uh, they can count on each other, they they know 
each other's moves and what they're going to be. And they can play off those uh, like a well-oiled machine. Right. And the writers get that um, and portray it just expertly, right? Mm-hmm. No superfluous panels. It all works together. I mean, it was just really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. We said no superfluous panels. Um, you know, we recently talked uh, with um, Jason Olson, right, who wrote the book about uh, Mark Runewald's 10-year run. Um, if Mark Runewald had written this story, there would have been superfluous panels. Oh, right, yeah. Right? Those, there would those have been- cowering, the cowering members of the public, would, would you would have had thought bubbles for them. Oh, totally, right? yeah. Right. I would thought bubbles yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally <laughs> different style of writing which is fine because it's a different period of time right so um yeah you know the other thing you brought up which is uh about artem zola being a bio fanatic right so that was something that jack kirby when he introduced artem zola the uh he he was known at that time as the bio, uh, bio fanatic. I don't recall him being referenced to that too many times since then. Right. Yeah. Certainly not self-referential, right. He didn't call himself the bio fanatic. Right. So it was, it was a nice callback to that. Um, so I, I really do appreciate that. And by the way, if you, if you're curious about the introduction of Arnim Zolo, we covered that as well, Bob, uh, back in, Episode 37, we covered his first three issues by Jack Kirby, which is issues 208, 209, 210. So if you're an art, if you want to know more about Arnim Zola, if you want to hear about his introduction, you want to hear about his origin, um, then and Doughboy. Uh, exactly. Right, Can't yeah. forget Doughboy. <laughs> uh, yeah. God, that'll be episode 37. So you can check that out. But one of the things about Arnim Zola that I thought was interesting, I had not seen this before. Maybe, maybe. I just maybe he did and I just forgotten about it because I haven't read volume seven in, in a while, but he was going on and on about environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like you humans don't deserve this planet. I'm going to remove you, you know, from the planet in a way that you can't continue to harm it because you guys aren't protecting the planet. It's going to flood in X amount of years. It's going to, you know, the, you know he just went on and on. I don't recall hearing Arnim Zola as an environmentalist. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he was an environmentalist so much as he was just stating the obvious, uh, which is that people were, uh, basically hell bent on destroying themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not that they weren't necessarily protecting the planet, but they were, they were, you know, basically pissing in their own well uh, for, you know, a, a sort of a vulgarity, but they were, they were destroying the very thing upon which they ultimately depended, which shows that they're just not capable of, of looking out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore he had to come in as the savior and, and you know, take care of take care of set up the conditions so that they didn't harm themselves any further. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, as as well, a fanatic do. Absolutely, a bio fanatic at that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you know, this sets up for two Captain Americas, right? Um, now, we can talk to Alana about this next week. 
and and kind of get into what was the thinking behind this i mean obviously it probably has a lot to do with tying into the mcu um because sam wilson is captain america in the mcu um but you can't you can't have a sam wilson series for too long and not have a steve rogers series right so that's right yeah as as a captain america fan uh, are you going to be reading both series? Hell yeah, I am. Exactly. Yeah, I got them pre-ordered through all, all the ones that are available to pre-order. Absolutely, I got them both. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that only get one. Um, and it'll be interesting, you know, to hear their thoughts. Uh, so if you're in the Facebook group and you want to, you know, give your two cents and say, hey, um, I plan on getting both. I plan on getting just the Sam one, just the Steve one. Um, I'd be interested in hearing people's reactions to that. I, I think in our group, Captain America comic book fans, Facebook group, you know, we have over 4,000 members. I would think most are going to get both. I, I, I would think so. I, you know, I, 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 I think they'll, there may well be, you know, crossover between these two uh, series. I hope there is, um, but I think we're at the point now. And I'll have to admit, you know, when when the first Sam Wilson series came out, I didn't I didn't get the I didn't get it. Um, uh, the six issue miniseries was it the six? I, I, was it six issues back? You know, yeah, yeah. When he first got the shield, right? Yeah, that was and, was that Nick Spencer. Yeah, yeah, it was Nick yeah. Spencer. Yeah, that was, was good. Six. Yeah, that was you really know, good. And, and, and I, when I went back and I, I read it, I was like, doggone it. I, I should have gotten it at the time. Uh, and so, um, you know, lesson learned. So I, I definitely, you know, was, was going to get them both this time around. But I, I'm curious, Rick. Uh, I thought it was funny, their little interchange between them about the uncanny Captain America, the spectacular Captain America. And uh, that was kind of a funny. I wonder if that was some commentary on, uh, you know, all these different right um, spider-man and iron man stories and- yeah no no I, I i enjoyed that too that was pretty that was a a nice nod to the comic book industry um all right so here's here's something that zola said that that raised an eyebrow for me and that was um going back to that double page splash that had zola as like the the millipede or whatever mm-hmm. and he says steve says this world does not belong to you zola and Zola says, no, it belongs to them. Who's he referencing there? Hmm. It belongs to them. So that, that was the first thing. And I was like, huh, I don't know who he's referencing. I mean, he's not saying it belongs to the people, right? I, I don't think he's saying it belongs to the people of the world. He's, he's referencing somebody. And then he says, I, Zola, the Sentinel of Liberty, strike back against this terrible destiny. So what is the terrible destiny? Is it, who is he referencing and what terrible destiny is he trying to save us from? Hmm. Is is this going back to when he was talking about, um, you know, the uh, the potential uh environmental issues you know um 
for, you know, because in the next page, that's when he talks about uh, underwater in less than two decades, fires, um, you know, uh, whatever. Right. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Bob? I don't know. You're right. I mean, it's a, it's a possibility, right? And there's two sort of two levels that this can be read. One is the very obvious literal, like he's talking about, you know, humanity. It belongs to them, you know, and they've got this destiny of destroying themselves. That's sort of the surface level. But maybe he's maybe he is, as you suggest, referring to somebody else. Um, and I don't know. That might be setting up something uh, for the future of these uh, series. Huh. I think we should ask Alana about that. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to ask her about all these great artists that she's got uh, working on these series. Oh, I know. You know? Yeah. I mean, have you, seen, have you seen the, uh, the artwork for Sentinel Liberty, which is um, Carmen uh, Carnero? It's amazing. Yeah beautiful art beautiful i mean this this book the you know canero's work i mean there's some really great artists young artists coming yeah. out and then for sam's series symbol of truth this um rb silva i mean that's i mean these are both top-notch artists you know, and it's, I mean, it's great to see, right? Because I don't know about you, but I, you know, I, I traffic in other groups. Sometimes I like to pop in, see what's going on in the rest of the world outside of the Captain America comic book fans uh, group. I can't and believe I, you do that, Bob. Yeah, I know. You, you I know. hurt me. You hurt I, me. I know. I'm, I'm, your trust isn't warranted. <laughs> but you know i hear a, a lot of times i just i see people right yeah oh, you know the artists today they're nothing they can't hold a candle to you know some of the the stuff from the 70s or the 80s or the 60s right that mm -hmm. uh, the art today sucks and folks it ain't true mm -hmm. it ain't true i mean different different tastes for different folks obviously and there's all kinds of art available today but i'm here to tell you that the art in, in these series it's some great stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, what I'm seeing, I, I'm really enjoying. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I did, I did reach out to um, Carmen Canera. Um, yeah, so, you know, she, I think she lives in Spain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she's very, very nice. She got back to me and said, um, you know, uh, my, my, my spoken English is not as good as my written English. And so um, she declined to, to come on the show for that mm -hmm. reason, which I completely get. Oh, I get um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, I did try, Bob. Yeah. I appreciate that because I, I was super excited to try to, to, to have a chance to talk to her and tell her how much I, uh, I've enjoyed her art and I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with Cap. And um, yeah. Yeah. But Some of these upcoming covers look really sweet. All right, Bob. Well, you know what? Um, this was a, a great issue. I'm glad we had a chance to cover it. Um, we will take a look at the Symbol of Truth series coming up, as well as the Sentinel of Liberty. Um, so look for those uh, in the upcoming months as far as our, our reviews on those, and we'll, we'll certainly add them to the calendar. Uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll we'll try to get some of uh, some of the creators on the show to to talk about these new series, um, but before we do that, we will talk to the editor, the maestro behind all of this, uh, working with the creative teams, 
pulling the shots, making decisions, getting these these fine folks together to to craft these stories and these brand new series, Alana Smith. So we'll have her on next episode. So be sure to come back for that. Yeah. And you don't want to miss that because, you know, it's not an understatement to say, I mean, Tom Brevort was in, you know, in the captain's chair as editor for a long time. Right. And what we have, what we've seen here over the last year is a passing of the torch. I don't know how long Alana Smith's going to be the editor. Could be a year, could be two, could be 10, could be 20. Right. We don't know. But what we do know is that with the, with a new editor, uh, with a couple new series, we are really, this is a generational shift and, and we got to talk to her and you got to hear what she has to say. Yep. Looking forward to that big time. All right, Bob, as always, you know, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, thank you, Rick. Thank you. Thank you to the gods for finally, after all these months, Captain America zero. Absolutely. Let's, let's get going. We win. We're indeed saved by zero. <laughs> All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbanis, and you've been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. 